Good morning. Today, from the scripture that we are going to look at today, Luke 17, verses 11 through 19, this is what I want you to leave with. I want you to leave with that you have a trump. You have a trump card. You have a trump domino that wins everything. And that trump domino that you lay down, it's going to win every hand, no matter what's on the board, no matter what's on the table. When you play that trump domino, regardless of what's going on in your life, regardless of problems, struggles, regardless of issues with family, with, with friends, whatever it might be, you can be thankful. Now, when I use the word Trump, I'm not talking about the Donald. When you play 42, if you've never played 42, maybe you'll, you'll understand this, but when you play 42, someone calls out the Trump. And it's a suit. So someone says, six are my trump. And so the number one trump among the sixes is the double six. And so when you're playing your hands, if you have the double six, whenever you play the double six, it's going to win everything. If they call double five and you've got the double, uh, first of all, don't bid if you don't have, don't bid trumps in five. If you don't have the double five, usually you don't win that. But if you've got that double five, you're going to win. You can trump it. You can trump every hand that you have. If you're playing spades, same is true with the ace of spades, isn't it? The ace of spades is the number one spade. And it can win any hand that you have. And this scripture today shares with us that through our forgiveness in Christ, through the fact that we've been cured, we have a trump card that we can play. And it overrides everything in our life. And so we have a choice to make. We can choose to be thankful. And the power to be thankful is available through Christ. Or we can choose to have it, you know, to be full of ingratitude and allow that to win out. It's funny, probably one of the greatest challenges to Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving. Isn't it? Thanksgiving. Let's all be thankful. I'm not thankful. Let's all act like we're thankful. I don't want to act like I'm thankful. You know, I want to be miserable. I, I want to, I don't even want to be here with these people that I'm with. And it's an interesting thing that the one day of the year that we emphasize Thanksgiving, we discover the struggle. And this scripture that we see today, I think, gives us an understanding to how to alleviate the struggle. We can trump everything that keeps us from being thankful. Let's look at it. Luke chapter 17, verse 11 through verse 19. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers. The lepers stood at a distance. And the truth is, these ten lepers 
always stood at a distance. I believe I've seen one leper in my life. It was in the ghetto in Brazil, and I was going door to door, talking to people about the Lord, and this door opened, and the the house was literally pallets. They had taken pallets and stacked them up and and put it so that they would be staggered and they would have, you know, no openings in the walls, and they had a grass top to their house. And it looked to be one room, but there was a door, and the door opened halfway. And the guy that was with me, the Brazilian man that was there with me as we were going through the neighborhood, he started talking in Portuguese, of course, to this, to this person. And I couldn't see the person. And, and finally, he was able to talk to the person, and the person opened the door and let us in. And I've never seen anything quite like that. He was all by himself. And, and literally, it looked like his body was made of wax, and it was too hot for the wax. That's what it looked like. It looked like he was melting away. Now, today, we don't struggle with leprosy like they did in the day of our Lord. We have medicines that, of course, help a great deal and all that kind of stuff. But a leper in Jesus' day, in the first century, would always stand at a distance. They would always be separated. And today is true as well. If someone has leprosy and they don't have the ability to go and get medical help, they're going to do the same thing. It's going to separate them because everyone is afraid of them. No one wants to catch it. Everyone, you know, doesn't want to look at them. They don't want to even put their eyes on them because it's, it's so difficult to see. And so a leper would definitely be separated from everyone. And these ten lepers lift up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, have mercy on us. Now, there's a comparison here, and I believe it's the comparison that Jesus wants us to look at here today. The comparison between leprosy and sin. Both separate. Both make lives very complicated. Both make lives very messy. Sin makes life messy. Sin makes life complicated. Sin separates people from people. Sin divides families. You may have experienced it this this Thanksgiving. There may have been someone that would always be there at the Thanksgiving celebration, but the sin of jealousy has risen this past year. Whatever whatever the reason might be, there's just jealousy, and so they don't attend. There may be the sin of unforgiveness that's there. And it's a powerful sin. It's an all-controlling sin. It's a sin that changes perspective on people. And it causes people to focus on the wrong things at the wrong time. Unforgiveness is really detrimental to families and to relationships. And someone in the family is holding a grudge. And so the sin of unforgiveness, the sin of holding a grudge is in place. And so it caused a great divide in the family. And so Thanksgiving 
is off because of that. And that's what sin does. And just as this man who has this leprosy that we're talking about here today, as this person, as these ten people had, had this leprosy, they are separated from their loved ones. They are separated from families, and sin separates just like that. And just like with leprosy, sin is a disease that we have no cure for. Now, there's nothing these ten lepers in this first century day and time could have done about their disease. There's nothing they could have done. There's no help, no hope, no cure for them. Just like today with sin, there is no cure within ourselves. There's nothing we can do about it. And, and there's only one cure, and it's the same cure that these lepers experience in this story, in this event with Christ. This is a sin. Leprosy is a, is a problem that cannot be cured. Sin is a problem that we cannot cure. Only Jesus could cure this leprosy, and only Jesus can cure our sin problem. Now, the next lesson here is separate, I think, from the, the cure of the lepers, but the principle is still the same. There is a spiritual law of obedience. There's a principle to understand. In verse 13, it says, they said, Jesus, ma Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And it says in verse 14, when he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourself to the priest. Now, that's following the law in Deuteronomy. Any healing has got to be verified by the priest. That's just the way it was for the Jewish people. And it says in the scripture here today in verse 14, that, and as they went, they were cleansed. That's a spiritual principle. A command was given, a command was obeyed, and there was healing. There was healing. All throughout the Bible, you see the same thing. Abraham was given an assignment. He just says he left. He didn't know any details. He didn't have any instructions for day to day. He just went following the Lord's instruction day by day or time by time or whenever the Lord chose to give him instruction. And Abraham received the blessing that was promised. When we hear the command of the Lord, when we see the instruction in Scripture, and we see it, we believe it, and we obey it, we put ourselves in position for the power to fall on us. That's what we see in Scripture. And, and, and that's all the lepers do. That's all they do. They simply requested help. Jesus heard their request. And Jesus gave an instruction. And he says, go and show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were healed. They were cleansed. They were made right physically. That's it. As they went, faith. It took faith to take that step. 
It took faith to take that first step towards the priest. Walking that way, they're going to be judged. They're going to be harassed by the public. They're going to face, you know, just fear. And and people are going to grab their children and pull them away from them as they walk through the street because of the leprosy. It's this, oh gosh, the last thing they wanted to hear was, go and show yourself to the priest. Man, and if we go and show ourselves to the priest, the priest isn't even going to deal with us. I mean, we've been there, done that before, and nothing good comes from that. We, we only get worse. We're only shunned worse. We're only ostracized more if we do that. But they believed to the point that they went. And that act of faith, it was, it was lined up with the pleasure of our Lord, and He healed them. And so that's a wonderful, wonderful principle for us to learn in life. Faith is action. Faith is do something. Faith is obedience. You probably heard the illustration over and over throughout time that faith is like having a chair. You don't really exercise that the chair will hold you up until you go sit in it. Well, these lepers sat in the chair showed that they had faith. As they went, they were healed. It says in verse 15, then one of them, then one of them when he saw that he was healed, turned back. Now, nine of them didn't turn back. Nine of them perhaps were being faithful to the command to go to the priest, but the one was so caught up with the healing that he turned back immediately. Okay? Now, the one of them, when he saw he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And when he arrives at Jesus, he says he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, we're not ten cleansed. So that idea of the one leaving and the other nine going and getting the blessing of the priests, obviously Jesus is not questioning here. He's questioning why haven't they returned? Jesus answered, we're not ten cleansed. Where are the nine? was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner. And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. So only one returned. Only one returned. I I wonder out loud to myself, looking at this scripture, I, I wonder if the math is the same today. I wonder if there is a real problem with believers returning to show thanksgiving to Jesus for our big healing. I wonder if it's only 10% who've been healed. I just wonder that. I don't know. I don't know. I, I do believe that more than likely, based on the flesh that we all struggle with, based on 
the, the warfare that takes place between the spirit and the work of our flesh, the work of the world, and our adversary, that one of the things that our adversary would definitely attack is thanksgiving, being thankful, being full of, of gratitude for what God has done for us. So perhaps the math is something to consider today. And without any kind of an instruction booklet, without any kind of probably awareness of how these things are conducted, the one just came back and fell at the feet of Jesus. And he just was thankful. And Jesus made everyone aware of that. And so you see the trump card being played. The trump domino. So, so here's the great lesson, I believe, from the Scripture. We have an incurable disease. And that incurable disease is sin. Sin separates us from God. Sin makes life messy. Sin makes life complicated. Sin is our number one problem. For all of us. Sin is what keeps us from being grateful. Sin is what keeps us from being thankful for our situation. But we have a trump if we choose to play it. And that trump is that through our faith in Christ, through the faith that we have acted on and believed in Christ, just like leprosy being an incurable disease from our point of view, God healed their disease. Only God can heal that disease of sin in us. So there's nothing that we can't be thankful for. We have the power to be thankful at our disposal. We have the ability to be thankful we should be thankful. We ought to be thankful. And we should, you know, it says count your many blessings. Well, you can count your many blessings. But there's one blessing that you can count that trumps everything. And that is that we have been made right with God through Jesus Christ. And we have been forgiven of all of our sin. And we will spend all of eternity with Christ in heaven. That trumps all problems. That trumps all pains, all things. There's a, a, a The Hiding Place is a great book by Corey Tindon. And in the book, it tells many, many powerful stories. But uh, Corey Tindon and her family, uh, during World War II, were hiding Jews from the Nazis. And they got caught. And... Corey and her sister, Betsy, were taken to Ravensbrück concentration camp. And in the concentration, concentration camp, obviously the smell was horrible. The, the environment, the food, the, the living conditions, the sleeping arrangement, everything was complain-worthy, right? It's a concentration camp. But Ravensbrück was known to be infested with fleas. And I don't know about you, but I've, I've been around gnats in Alabama. They'll drive you bonkers, right? 
and, and to be around fleas and always have fleas hopping around and, and, and getting in your, on your face and messing with you. you know, you're always slapping away. You know, and the toy, like the horse is always throwing its tail back and forth to get rid of the flies. And, and these fleas were so bad, it just, it was horrendous for them. And Corey Timboon was complaining about the fleas one day. And her sister Betsy said, First Timothy tells us to be thankful in all things. All things, Corey, means fleas too. Corey Timboon says that it placed her really under conviction because one of the things that Corey and Betsy were doing as believers in Christ was ministering to the Jewish people that were in the concentration camp with them and trying to give them hope and trying to give them, you know, things to live for. And here she was griping and complaining about the fleas. And she writes that from that point on, we thank God every day for the fleas. And she said it's amazing how our whole perspective changed when we were thankful to God for the fleas. So when you read this scripture here, when you look at it, when you see the condition of the lepers and realize there's a connection between their condition and our condition under sin, and when you see what God did for the lepers, and, and we, we have a good comparison between what God did for them as the lepers and what God has done for us by believing in Christ and being forgiven of all of our sin, totally forgiven, and, and you see that Jesus brings out the fact that 90% didn't return to give thanks, and he asks the question, we're not 10 cleansed, where are the rest of them at? We see how important thanksgiving is to Christ. And when you realize that you have been cured of an incurable disease, a de disease that separates you from God, then surely the choice, the perspective, the decision we all make regardless of what life deals us, is that we are going to be thankful. I want to challenge you with that. Be thankful. Forgiveness of sin trumps every issue in life. Physical, emotional, relational, anything. Any illness is trumped by that. I'm going to be thankful because of what Jesus has done for me is the mindset that releases a power from God. Heavenly Father, I just pray that you would help us to be thankful. Help us, Lord, to have that mindset. Lord, that we would learn from these lepers today and we would see what you have done for us and we would respond appropriately to what you have done for us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Ushers, please come forward.